waiting. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck, and this is a mini-episode. We have not done a mini-episode, Chuck, in quite some time um, that has been released. We've done mini-episodes, and we're like, uh, not going to happen. But today um, is a special mini-episode. We're going to release it on the day that we normally re- uh, release podcasts on Wednesday, and then a special full episode will be coming out this Friday as we are discussing Mortal Kombat in the anticipation for Mortal Kombat 11 coming out uh, in the end of the month. But we are here because we took a trip. Yes, we did. We took a trip uh, an hour and six minutes away from our homes and went to the great Philadelphia Comic-Con in Oaks, PA. Uh, it's been the, Jesus, the fifth year you and I have covered this, or at least have been there. Second year that we've covered it. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Binks came with us. I know AG Cosplay and your wife came with you. Um, we're going to review it because I'm going to spoil it a little bit. I had a great fucking time. Yeah, me too. And I am very excited to talk about this con. So let's just go with the setup. We've been to a lot of cons. I've actually been to a lot more cons than you just because I am a glutton for punishment and travel. But yeah. the the thing that I look forward to about the cons is like the setup because sometimes I can be a ball of anxiety and I don't like crowds and I walk through and I'm like, oh, it's too, too, t- uh, too tight. I don't want to brush shoulders. I don't want to be hit. I don't want like, you know, I just don't want to be rushed through the con and lose my appeal to it. This one, uh, Great Philadelphia Comic Con, man, the the setup for, in my opinion, was very, very open. It was accessible. The rows, the columns, everything that we we walked through were so wide. Like I think you could get easily four people uh, standing side by side, four large people standing side by side, as far as like the room, uh, the width of it. Yeah, definitely. It's and it's only gotten bigger every year that we've gone. Yeah, we started. It was just in a garage, essentially. Like it was in the front, it was the front room, and that was it. And I remember what three, two years ago they expanded to that back room, and we were like, "Oh my god, it's much bigger!" And then last year they remember they had the holistic uh, conference going on as well. Yeah, and it took away the whole front room that this year they had, and they used as a panel room, which was super yeah. awesome. They were able to split the. It was a gaming area, which was even cooler. And they real, they literally had the whole building, and it's a pretty big building. Yeah, it's it's the Philadelphia Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA, and it's huge. It's uh, over two hundred thousand square feet. They have at least two hundred thousand parking spots. Uh, you know, yeah. we've kind of joked about it, but that's a huge play into Comic Cons and like where I go and like if we can bring a group. Like we brought, we rolled four or five deep each day, and it, except for Monday, I went by myself. But it was it was a good a good time, and it was it wasn't crowded like. The guests, like they had a stellar guest list that we're going to talk about in a bit, but the guests were super accessible. The panel rooms had more than enough room. You know, you hear these yeah. horror stories when you go to San Diego Comic Con and you have to wait all day just to get a seat in Hall H. All the panels had rows among rows, probably at least a thousand rows set up. Maybe I'm over, you know, maybe like 500 chairs, but there was a 500 chairs set up, um, and you know. The ticket stand move, that was a big thing for me that when we walked in last year, the ticket stand was like right as soon as you walked in because of the holistic energy con or whatever the hell they were having there. And this year they moved it to their own box office and you walk in and you're greeted right with Artist Alley, souvenirs right on the side, and you can kind of get get your 
your goat going. You can get going there. Um, and I, I really like that. So overall, like with the setup this year, what did you think about it? I, I thought the setup, like you said, it's only gotten bigger every year. And this is by far the best setup that I've seen because it's more opened. Um, it was open, but didn't feel spacey. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that the vendors were too far spaced. There was a lot of room, but it, it was appropriate for the size of the room. Yeah, oh, like we've been the con, we've been the cons where it's really tight, and then we've been the cons where it's spread out and it's kind of it looks empty. Yeah, man, they uh, they utilized every square foot of that building, and they really did. And like you said, the parking. The funny thing is, my wife. The first thing she said to me in the morning is, "How much is parking?" Zero. And I was like, zero dollars. Like, there and there's a ton of parking. And she got in. She goes, "Wow!" Like we pulled up, and she was like, "Wow, there is a lot of parking." And it wasn't when we went Sunday. It wasn't nearly as busy as it was on Saturday. Yeah, well, Saturday is the big day. Saturday is when everybody gets out. You can take the whole family. It was a beautiful weekend. We we really got and like the thing about it, like it's situated and like we're just talking about like architecturally and like geographically, but it's situated in a a place that after the con you can go to the family fun zone. You can go to Target if you need to get your groceries done. There's a movie theater if you want to be one of the twelve million dollars that Hellboy raked in. Or you could go to BJ's and get a, and we're loads, a bunch of stuff. But like we we go up there and we're like, oh, what restaurant are we going to go to mid con? Because like, you know, that's important to hydrate and refuel. And we went to PJ Wellahan's, which is a, a great local spot around our area. And it wasn't crowded. It was clean. Like, I'm not going to review PJ's, but like the setup, like you said, spacious. That's the big thing. And like they had tons of cosplayers. Uh, guests, artists, fan groups that had their own tables, vendors, and it wasn't like the same. Up oh, here we have pops, here we have other pops. Like it seemed like there were a lot of different vendors this year that expanded more than just pops and comics. It was a, uh, it was really fun. Like I really, really enjoyed uh, going to this con this year. It's my favorite local con. It really is. It like, might be it, my I, favorite con. I mean, New York Comic Con when we went. That was just a, a whole different world. Yeah, but we only we were lucky enough to go one year, and yeah. it was we were fish out of water. We went for one day. If we did all four days there, uh, we'd probably need to come back with like a prescription of Xanax. <laughs> like, not saying that I don't want to do New York Comic Con for all four days, but like this is like this is a yearly thing for us. This is a tradition for the team. Yep. Uh, this is something that we look forward to. New York and San Diego would be great. They're awesome cons. Uh, and, of course, you know, smaller cons can't compare to it. But this is out of, I guess, like you said, locally. But I've been to cons in Boston and Baltimore and New Orleans and all Florida. I've been to all these cons. And this is by far my favorite one that I've been to. And they really do. Every year they, they kind of find a fandom and cater to that. Like last year was Black Lightning all the major uh, characters of Black Lightning. This year was The Expanse. Even though I'm not a huge Expanse fan, I get the fandom. Yeah, they brought five guests. Yeah, and, you know, that's that was a big show for sci-fi, and then when it was canceled, you know, it was a big deal. But then Amazon brought it back. So, like, it's not just these little shows. These, these are big fandoms that they're getting. And not only that, like, there's a, you know, a couple characters from My Zombie... So they had Star Trek people, they had video game yeah. people, they have voice actors, everybody. We're going to talk to guests. They had a stocked guest list, but they do, like you said, they do cater to the fandoms. Uh, they brought out Nick Frost. They brought out a bunch of good cast members, but like overall the environment, um, the sense. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's 
the best environment that I've been to just because mm-hmm. of the accessibility of the like some cons you get like the professional cosplayers that really really take everything too serious or to expect like the fans the deep fandoms that go they're like oh you can't wear this you can't wear that like this is a place where like everyone's accepting uh it makes for a better time gives you more like it gave many people a chance to kind of just be who they wanted to be in my opinion and feel free to wear what they want to be because like i've never seen so many mid 50 year old cosplayers Oh yeah, and like it was a lot, and like I've never seen that happen, and it was really cool that you know we had a chance to see that, and you know, it, I, I'm in my 30s and I don't cosplay because you know what if my cosplay isn't very comic specific or people aren't going to understand it, but like this is a con where people are like, boom, you can go there and wear your freak flag, let it fly, and you can do your thing. So the, like the environment is very important to me when I pick a con, and this one, man, it it just really really worked for me. Um, and you know, the guest list, man, we've talked about the guests a little bit, but like, who was your favorite guest? Uh, probably Nick Frost, even though I didn't get to meet him. Um, you know, out of everyone there, he probably would have been the one that I met. The one I wanted to meet was, uh, Lee Merriweather, but unfortunately she canceled. Yeah. Because but, she's old. Yeah. Um, but Nick Frost, cause you know, we'll talk about the panel, but that was really neat. Yeah, Nick Frost takes the cake for me. Uh, I actually got a chance to run into him as I was coming in on Friday, which was really cool. And I posted the picture on our Instagram. And the thing that like I observed was like they get we talked about it, they pick from fandoms, but they also pick like icons um, like John Wesley Ship from the '90s Flash, the current Flash, you know, the Never Ending Story Part Two. They they had him, and like he's been a staple. We, you, me, and Tom all said, I think at the same time that he's a staple to the great Philadelphia comic-con and yeah, it proves like he, he really cares about his fans. They also get people that really care about the fandom because his line was steady all weekend from Friday to Sunday. Like he always had people. I sat in on his panel. Uh, it was fantastic. Anton Mount was there who personally I didn't think was going to have a long line. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm a little bit behind on STD. I didn't watch hell on wheels. I watched, and sat through in humans and i was like oh that's kind of rough but like his line was huge and he was friendly and he looked like he was having a lot of fun same thing with like alice cooper jack gleason the expanse they all had their long lines the red dead redemption cast had long lines paul blake was there who played greedo you had alan oppenheimer you you had the grindhouse radio uh daniel bonjour from um i zombie they had a absolutely stellar cast uh group cast of guests uh binks met charles martinet and you talk about steady lines his line was a good 25 30 people deep all weekend yeah and like who would have thought that mario was gonna be your top sell and he really really was the top sell and i'm curious to see like what guests they do next year like do you have an idea of like let's fan let's uh fan cast a little bit uh, fan cast the fandom that they're going to get next year. Do you have any idea what you think they're going to try and touch on? I would love if they went either Titans or Doom Patrol. Okay. Um, I think that would be really cool. But who knows? I mean, because one year it was Power Rangers and one year it was Black Lightning and this year it was Expanse. Like, I mean, they really go across the board. I'm thinking, so let's think. Walking Dead out because they have Walker Stalker Con. Uh, um, probably 
Arrow and Flash, they're probably going to be out because of heroes and villains. Black Lightning usually doesn't do that. It would be nice to see maybe like the Titan. Titans would work. Um, I don't know how expensive their price tags are. Doom Patrol will work. Uh, Stargirl would also be a good one. <sighs> what if they went big? And they kind of laid the groundwork this year with one of their guests. But what if they went big and got some of the cast from Game of Thrones? Previous Game of Thrones members. It's over. They may be looking for money. Who knows? Yeah, that would be huge. Cause like, I mean, I, I, I don't think like uh, Amelia Clark because I think her career is going to be fine without this. Dude, I don't think she's ever going to um, do a con. Ever. No. Just because of creeps like you and I. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. could you imagine what we we saw rose mciver's line and she had like on average 45 year old man in her line like hundreds of them yeah um imagine amelia clark yeah and like it would be cool if they went and got the avengers but i they i don't think they can afford their yeah. cast price but i'm thinking like let's say they do alfie allen or egret rose leslie they can do you know, Joffrey can come back. They can do the guy who plays, uh, what's his name? The the new uh, Greyjoy, the uncle. Walder Frey can come back like he did uh, last year he was there. Sean Bean does a lot of small Sh- Yeah, cons. Sean Bean does a lot of them. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Hodor does these cons. Yeah. The Mountain. You can get these You can get these cast members. It'd be really cool to see that. I don't know, man. Like, like you said, like the I don't even think the Expanse was their big pull this year. I think it was Red Dead Redemption. I think video game took the cake, and then the Expanse. Yeah. Oh, you know what they? I mean, I just you know what they might what? do. What? Riverdale, oh, or Sabrina, yeah. for that matter. See, Sabrina would be cool. I mean, that's uh, who th- who would have thought that would have been huge? But that took place right before. Like, I'm assuming. Like, I don't plan cons, but I'm assuming that they took some time in the summer and late late last year to say let's get our guests together and sabrina had just started so they didn't know what they had so maybe sabrina's the guest who knows man i mean because like i said you can never guess what they're going because they've had people from all across the board you know we've met alan tudyk we've met ray park mike coulter mike coulter you know the cast of black lightning they had at one time almost every power ranger yeah except tommy yeah, he doesn't do small cons. He uh, he does all these like ridiculously huge cons. Yeah, his price tag must be very very high. But remember when Amy Jo Johnson, the yeah, Pink she, Ranger, was there? Yeah, it was Amy Jo and um, Jason uh, Austin St. John. They go out and like I said, find these fandoms, and it just it just keeps getting bigger and bigger in every year. And I'm excited to see what happens next year. All right, I'm gonna put it on my wish list. I'm going to put two fandoms out there that I'd be excited to meet. And if it happens, it happens. But these are my fandoms. I'm going to wish it into existence. The first one, The Mandalorian. No. Think about it. Carl Weathers yeah. does our local horror con. Nick Nolte. Nick, oh God. Could you imagine meeting Nick Nolte? But like, I'm going to put that there because they're they're big actors in our fandom, but they may not be huge actors to Hollywood right now, right? Yeah. I'm going to go that one. And the second one, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that would be huge. And, like, you don't have to get all seven of them because I know Ellen Page probably won't do it. But, like, as long as you get Klaus, I'm there. I'm there for it. Klaus and get Klaus and the kid. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going with it. But I'm telling you, man, like, the guest list, they've, like you said, they've constantly raised the bar. Last year they got Val Kilmer, who yeah. what is a huge get. This year they got Alice Cooper, which I imagine is also a huge get. He's a rock icon. He's a Hall of Famer. Dude, I've seen – I, 
people for Alice Cooper came out in droves and friggin' Sunday. His line was the longest. Like, like we walked by, like Danielle was like, what are they cosplay as? And I'm like, no, they're here to see Alice Cooper. And they were like 60 years old. And they were like, they were in band t-shirts, leather pants, long hair. And I'm like, no, they're here for Alice Cooper. It was every Hot Topic general manager was at the con for Alice Cooper. And I'll tell, um, I'll talk about him a little later, but uh, an artist I got to meet, Mark McKenna, like he was very friendly. And one thing he was saying, he goes, I finally got to meet Alice Cooper. And he was like, he's like, I seen him like two years ago and I loved it. And he walked by and I said, Hey Alice. And he came over, took a picture with me. And yeah, he, he's a huge icon. He's not an icon to me. Um, I'm not a big Alice Cooper fan. His music was popular when I wasn't born. Uh, but I respect what he did for music and the genre, and he, he's a huge geek, apparently, and he's an artist, so fantastic. That's a big get for them. Um, you, my friend, were uh, assigned the cosplay duties uh, because you yeah. are a cosplay dad. You have AG Cosplay who cosplayed. I'm going to share my thoughts on the cosplay, uh, what I saw, and then I want to find out what you found out on – like what you thought of cosplay on Sunday because you specifically went on Sunday for cosplay – um, mm-hmm. so the first thing I want to talk about is somebody we've made mention to on this podcast before Eric, the smoke Moran. Um, yep. I don't know if you saw it on his Instagram, but his Thanos cosplay was ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen it. Like it was like seven feet. No, it was maybe like eight feet tall, 10 feet tall. Yeah. He was huge and it looked good and he built it all by himself. So, uh, congrats to him. He was fantastic. Uh, the Hellboy cosplay that we saw, uh, mm-hmm. I made the joke that it was actually David Harbour. That's how good his yeah. cosplay was. was awesome. And I was wearing a BPRD shirt, and he walked by, and he was like, yeah, and he gave me a little fist band with the right hand of doom. Yep. Uh, then you had the Pacific Rim cosplay, which was awesome as well. Three Jaegers, full-size Jaegers, uh, and one Kaiju, which was dope. And then, in my opinion, the the Saturday cosplay was so much better than Friday, uh, mainly because the cosplay contest was on Saturday. So I understand that mm-hmm. like the, the legends of the local area come out and they, they put on a show, but I did see like a great green arrow, great silks, uh, great black lightning at Falcon, all this stuff. Um, what were your thoughts on the cosplay on Sunday? Uh, Sunday wasn't as big. I mean, there was a lot of cosplayers, but they were, uh, smaller, more, um, Amateur cosplays, because a lot of a lot of the ones that we seen were, uh, you know, on the verge of professional, and you know, with the kaiju's and I don't the, I don't know Jaegers. if they were professional. They were they didn't they, I, they didn't have a booth. They were on the verge. They, they, yeah, but they're on the verge. But they're still um, amateurs. You know what I mean? Like, but what I'm talking, I mean, we didn't see anything to that grand scale. Um, the only one we did see was a, a Voltron that was amazing. And he was walking around. Was it um, was it the same one that we saw at New York Comic Con a couple years ago? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. This one was pretty pretty badass. Or maybe at um, Keystone Comic Con. Yeah, it might have been Keystone. It's a local, but it's a local guy. The the Voltron was badass. Nice. Um, so I did see a lot of uh, other great cosplay. Um, one of my favorites from that uh, Sunday was a guy who was uh, Doctor Octopus oh. from uh, Spider Man Two. Okay. And his, like, he was Afro Molina. Um, so he had the, he had the trench coat, but his tentacles that he had, you know, I've seen Dr. Octopus before and they, they kind of come off cheesy and they're, um, you know, they don't look what these were done. Awesome. Like they looked like real metal and he was walking around and, um, 
where we were sitting for some of the panels in uh, panel room four, there was a, a bay door and I think it was a, um, a photographer for the con. She was grabbing people and she grabbed a bunch of uh, Spider-Man and all the, um, there was uh, tons of Spider-Man, tons of Miles Morales and there was only one Doc Ock and they actually set up a scene where um, his claws were gripping uh a Spider-Man's neck, and the guy was standing on a chair, so it looked like he was actually just hanging. That's cool, dude. It was awesome. Did you get um, a picture of it? No, because we were in the middle of uh, the kids' costume contest. Give me a hi- give me some highlights on the kids' costume contest. Ag cosplay participated in it. Ag cosplay participated as Zatanna. She did a great job. It looked great. She acted great. And this was the, you were with us when we did the um, the Keystone. They actually had winners for this one. Nice. And um, unfortunately, she didn't win. It's okay. Uh, but the two people that that were first and second, I looked at Danielle. I said, if they don't get first and second, it's rigged. Because um, the second place was a... Uh, they kept saying Mary Marvel, but it was really a play on a female Shazam from the movie because the little kid had uh, snacks and a Slurpee. Oh, nice. And, but she, her, um, like the costume was done great, but then, uh, the lightning was, uh, lit up. Cool. That's cool. And the, the, um, the girl that won, uh, I have pictures off the show. She was hella. Oh, that's dope. And I was talking, her parents actually was sitting next to me and that was the first costume they ever made. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough with like. With a Zatanna cosplay, you know, it's – you're a magician, right? So yeah. it's – you can get that perfect and still not win because there's people out there like crafting helmets and swords and yeah. all that shit. Um, I completely understand like, you know, hella and you got to build that that helmet. So it's crazy. So that was really, really cool, the the cosplay contest. There was a lot of kids, uh, a lot of made costumes, you know. Of course, a lot of, a lot of bought ones, a lot of anime. Oh, a lot of anime. You may not be into it, Chuck, but anime is huge, my friend. The I know. The One Punch universe, the My Hero Academia universe, the DBZ universe is enormous and constantly growing. Yeah. And there was there was one. Remember the guy we seen? And I said we follow him. He's got. He had. Uh, yeah, his whole family is DBZ. Yeah, well, the daughter was uh, in the contest. Yeah, I saw. The, dude, I saw their pictures. She, dude, she was intense. She was awesome. Her costume like was, was screaming. Her whole family costume was dope. Yeah. And she was like, like screaming and, you know, whatever war cry she was doing because of the show. Because I don't know DBZ, but um, that was, it was, it was awesome. Um, but we also got to sit in uh, some cosplay panels. Yeah. Tell, or one. Tell me, tell our listeners what you won. <laughs> well, first off, um. You know, it was a, uh, a a prop panel, and it was ran by Connie Mecca and uh, Raymond Ramos, and they were um, showing how to make a helmet. So they were doing uh, using foam, and you won the helmet, uh, like, and we also won the foam. Yeah, and actually, I I can't say AG won both. The panel was really really neat. You know, it really gave me and her some ideas of what to do for next for her. She already has an idea uh, in the bag um, for Wizard World, which is in two Don't months. Don't say it. We're going to debut that on the Instagram and the website. 
So, you know, that was really cool. And then we also got got to talk to some professional cosplayers. Uh, we talked to No Ordinary Makeup Mom. Okay. And uh, it, her stuff is dope. Like, I've seen her before on Instagram and stuff, but we got to talk to her. She was dressed as um, the fairy version of Maleficent. Okay. But take a look at her Instagram, dude. She is dope. And she was... Uh, she was really cool and really nice, and she was talking about, you know, we were talking about getting into cosplays with AG and stuff, and she was really helpful and talked about different things, and um, so that was really cool. But the cosplay overall was really great. Um, it It is the best cosplay. Yeah, you know, I will be honest with you. This might have been the longest you've ever talked on a podcast uh, in, in one burst, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the cosplay was on point. And, you know, the thing about cosplay community that I've always loved, and we did an entire cosplay episode, is that they are very supportive. Um, regardless of what con you're at, the cosplay community is very supportive. And, you know, Great Philadelphia Comic Con gets the local cosplayers that we know and we follow, and they're very uh, engaging on Instagram. You comment, they comment back. It's fantastic. Um I'm going to breeze through a couple of my favorite moments and then we can talk about some of your favorite moments. And then I want to get to the panels because good Lord, did we sit in on a lot of panels? A couple of my favorite moments. First I mentioned was uh, meeting Nick Frost. Uh, What a, what a legend that man is. I said that we should make twins, the reboot because we both have epic beards. Um, I don't think he liked it and I get it. It's fine. The the second one was actually meeting uh, a guest that we've actually had on the podcast. Uh, Tom and I for Galaxy Wars and interviewed J.K. interviewed J.K. Woodward, who is an artist for the Mirror Universe of uh, Star War or Star Trek. He does the X Men Origin Beast comic he did, uh, and he's fantastic. He's like just a beautiful painter. He all hand paints everything, and it was really cool to to see him again or actually meet him and take a picture with him. We posted that on the Instagram. And finally, the the reason why we were there, besides having a great time, uh, is actually we were there to network. And this was the biggest year for yeah. us. Uh, each year we were growing. We got legitimate business cards this year. The next cons we're gonna have shirts. Like we're we're continually growing as a production team. And we kind of, I you know, this is just how I feel. We I felt I felt professional this time. Um, I felt like that I had a team behind me that I could trust. Um, I've been to cons with other teams, and I don't felt like I didn't feel like I could trust them. I felt like I was a workhorse, but I felt like this is this was the con that I could trust my team because we all carried the weight evenly. Um, so we built some relationships with companies like Xenoscope, uh, Sourcepoint Press, uh, Casey Pierce, who wrote a trade that you and I both picked up, Nora, which uh, is uh, I'm halfway through. Read it I love it. I think it's fantastic. I finished yeah. it. It's good. Um, I, I I finished it, and I'm like, damn, I want to read more. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it. It's a source point press property. Um, if you've been to a con, you've seen mm-hmm. them. Um, and it got optioned for a movie after four issues. And just thinking, like, I heard that, and, you know, I had known going to the con that uh, Casey was going to be there from another uh, Xenoscope, or not Xenoscope, another source point press um, writer that I follow. And I knew that I got an option for a movie, so I was just waiting for my chance to meet her because I was very looking forward to meeting her and very friendly. She said she was going to follow us on Instagram, and she did. She's a woman of her word. Um, I'm looking forward to having her on the podcast. I would really love to have her on. And I think everybody should go out and pick Nora, pick up Nora. It's fantastic. And get it now before it's expensive as shit or it's super expensive to go out there and buy it once it gets optioned because – it's really fun. Uh, she described it as X Files meets Battlestar Galactica. No, but, um, 
X Files meets okay. Stormship Troopers. Uh, so X Files meets Starship Troopers, which I mean, fantastic. Both two great properties. Uh, and Jack Busey was there, or Jake Busey. We got to see him, right? Wasn't he in in uh, Starship Troopers? Um, this is a selfish part. I enjoyed seeing the um, joy of AG cosplaying. Okay. Um, in the costume that you both built together, which is awesome. Yep. And um, as she's she's getting more confident. She's getting more bold when she, you know, meeting people and talking about her cosplay and her character. Um, and just to see, like, you know, when we were leaving and she was like, I had so much fun. And to me, that brings joy as a dad and as a nerd because it's something that we can bond over. And, uh, you know, to say that this is the best con she's ever been to uh, really was my favorite moment. But I had a lot of favorite moments, but that was probably the best um, in general, uh, I really enjoyed, you know, um, just hanging out with buddies like you guys, like you were saying, having fun. Um, but also too, like you were saying was networking. Um, it was the first time I actually really did it, uh, for the podcast. So that was really cool. I got to, um, only meet some of the people you did, but on Sunday that I got to meet, uh, a couple of people, um, I met a guy named Mark McKenna and, um, he's done, tons of stuff from he's done cover art for spider-man venom x-men the punisher he's been anchor on dozens of titles such as green arrow batman hulk captain america pacific rim which he had an awesome story i mean this guy was great he was just talking really friendly and he goes i did pacific rim and he said i'll tell you right now it didn't pay well but the only reason I wanted to do it is to work with Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. He was like, to have a chance to work with him, that's that's all I wanted. And he sat there and he goes, okay. Um, so he goes, he was like, yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I sent him out to him and they were like, okay, you have to audition. He's like, audition? They were like, yeah, uh, Guillermo wants to see some of your work. So he sent some stuff over, and he said within the hour he got the job. That's awesome. And, you know, all the people that we've talked about and we, we spoke to, we're all we're going to reach out mm-hmm. to um, to these people because, you know, it's I love talking to people. Um, yeah. And I love interviewing people. And I want to spread the word because, like, we're all in the same geekdom family. We love to share, and uh, we want to make sure that the people that we, we care about, the people that, you know, we – we read and we like. We want to make sure they get exposed too, which is fantastic. And you meeting uh, Mr. McKenna is awesome. That's another person that we can reach out to too. Yeah, and because um, he seemed really eager to talk, he has a um, a book that he made that he wrote and uh, drew called Combat Jacks, and it's a crazy story. Think of like mm-hmm. um, Attack of the Killer to- Tomatoes, but with pumpkins. Very nice. It's kind of like a. What Paul Blake said, a c- attack of the killer tomatoes, because he has yeah. a British accent. And that was, you know, um, to see him really uh, be engaging was really cool. So I hope we can get to talk to him later. But then also I went over to Xenoscope again and gave him our cards and talked to them. Um, and I talked to some people, again, uh, different people from uh, Source Point Press. So it was really cool to... Um, kind of network and with different people and talk about the podcast and talk about uh what their projects are and upcoming stuff so it was really cool and i really enjoyed it absolutely and you know some of the other things that i really enjoyed were 
the panels. And I yeah. sat on one, two, three, four, five. I've sat on six panels within a span of two days. And I'll give you the, the brief rundown of the first two that I sat on. Uh, and then we can talk about the other four. Um, I sat on John Wesley Ship's panel. Um, obviously, it focused, focused heavily on the Flash. Uh, mm-hmm. But he got a chance to talk about his desire to play uh, Jay Garrick in an Earth 3 series, which would be p- yeah. pretty cool. I'd like to see, you know, I-, I wanted to ask him a question on, like, what villain he would like to use. Like, would he want to bring Mark Hamill back as the Taskmaster or as a trickster and see if they could do something like that? Or would they want to do completely different? And, you know, The Flash has just revealed that Godspeed is coming back, coming to the show, which is mm-hmm. super dope. And, the you know, the look is friggin clean uh and the look is sick yeah and the thing about the what john wesley ship panel that i really really enjoyed uh is that we watched scenes from the flash that he was in and he broke them down as we watched it it was kind of like uh when joe rogan does a fight companion where you like on youtube and you get to see a chance of, to see people break it down of like what happened what they were thinking in that situation i really mm-hmm. really thought that that was really cool to to see him break down his scenes what he was thinking what grant gustin was thinking uh his favorite characters because he's played three you know he's played uh you know henry john iron or he's playing uh henry allen he's played jay garrick and then he played barry allen from the future so he really like broke that down uh the next one i sat on was the expanse uh introduced the series to a lot of people uh talked heavily about the science uh that went into it that featured Kara g andrew rotilio uh Cass Anvar, Dom, Dominic Tipper, Frankie Adams, huge, huge cast members from the show. And the thing that I really liked about it is like the cast really looked like they enjoyed each other. They like each other. And Cass Anvar spoke about being having a science background and how the writers and the showrunner have a science background and how important the science is to a show like The Expanse. They don't want people to be like, this is a poorly done sci-fi show. They wanted it to be a well-received, liked sci-fi show in the science community, which was really cool. Then Saturday came by, and we got to sit on the Paul Blake panel from Greedo, which he played Greedo, my favorite Star Wars character. We know this. uh, Absolutely surprised. Like, I walked in. We all walked in together and said, like, how are you seriously going to do an hour talk about Greedo? Uh, But we sat that entire hour enjoyed that hour and paul blake was not too shy to talk about how he felt about the universe the the ongoing series and then he spoke about the christmas special thanks to binks uh he said he's never been asked about the christmas uh special and that's awesome so you know that was like that was a really really cool moment to sit on that panel and like to be pleasantly surprised so overall on that panel like let's rate the panel like was it one to a five where were you at with that panel that panel? Yeah. Oh, it has to be a five. It's probably one of my favorite panels ever. Yeah, I would agree. Um, oh, besides yeah. the tick panel that was really cool. You said ever? Um, one of the greatest panels I've ever seen, yeah. Because it it was engaging and it was funny. And what I loved, he is a Star Wars fan. Yeah, because he's a character actor. They're all fans. It was, it was good. Uh, and I'm not going to say one of the greatest ever but it it's, was it's it probably was, my top three panels wow uh that exceeded expectations for me so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go four and a half the next one we sat on um kind of disappointed about this one uh was yeah. jack jack gleason i was really excited to you know to hear him talk about game of thrones his experience on it uh it was packed probably the second biggest panel that we went to um we really stayed like you were there but we stayed 
maybe 10 minutes uh, because half our group, uh, shame on them, uh, don't like Game of Thrones. And one of them isn't old enough, so I understand that. Uh, or it's not that they don't like it. They, they're not into it. Um, and the nerve when it comes out, you know, that, that weekend. But um, I did learn one thing, and it surprised me that he doesn't watch the show. Yeah, he said he's a, someone asked him, and he was like, Yeah, he goes, I haven't, I'm like three seasons behind. Didn't he say, like, I've never watched a, sh- the se- a series? Like, I've never watched it? I thought he said that he was catching up because his friends were telling him to. Or no, something. he said that his friends are into the show, obviously, as it's the biggest show, debuted with one billion yeah. people watching it this past Sunday, um, which one to five on the premiere. Where were you? Uh, four. I'm a five with it just because of that last scene with the reunion between. Uh, Bran and Jamie. Yeah. I marked out for that. But anyway, that's potential spoiler. I'm sorry. Um I was uh you know, I was surprised that he said like his friends are fans of the show, so they're going to get him to watch this season, but that was it. Yeah. Which I get it, you know, maybe they don't want to watch what they've done, but man, this is a hit show that you were part of, an integral part of it. It wasn't like he was a, a minor character. Like he for the most part is one of the worst villains in that show. Mm-hmm. In a show that features, you know, Walder Frey, and features Ramsey and this tr- and the Uncle Greyjoy, like they are bad villains. And Cersei, this guy sticks out as some of the worst television villains ever. And uh, you know, he he co- completely embraced it. He had a very large line every single day. Um, and yep. I'm gonna go two on that panel. Yeah, I'll probably go two. Only because like it wasn't like the the panel was bad it was just i I wasn't engaged uh the next one was nick frost uh who was awesome he was funny as expected uh the story that that stuck with me was the the wrestling with simon Pegg, uh and his love for american toilets and how he flushes cake down it yeah that was the dude i was dying at that part like i've always wondered what happens when they get like the big cakes like for a release or a birthday well nick frost flushed (laughs) them down the toilet which was awesome and like the wrestling story um is really cool. I'm going to cover the wrestling story in depth on the website. I'm going to do a blog post for that. But okay. man, uh, where were we at with that panel? One to five. Uh, four and a half. Hard five for me. I've never laughed out loud so much in a panel than this one. Yeah, it, it was like a, a mini stand-up. You know what I mean? Like he was just like everything he was saying was funny and engaging. And it was, it was really great. Yeah, and it made me want to watch Sick Note. <laughs> like when he yeah. talked about the show Sick Note, I was like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. So I'm going to go hard five with that one. The last one, the last panel we sat on uh, was the pretty much the end of our day. Uh, we went mm-hmm. on, went to the iZombie panel, uh, you know, fe- featured uh, David Bonjour, Malcolm Goodwin, Rose McIver, uh, two of the main cast. David Bonjour kind of came on later, but it was mainly just, in my opinion, a look back on the seasons and fans trying to get spoilers from them. Yeah, because, you know, um, it's been announced that uh, um, season five is going to be the final season. So it was kind of they were talking about reminiscing and what their favorite, you know, uh, episodes were. And they even kind of they didn't really spoil it out. But they were talking about how, like, when they were filming the final episode, how how hard it was for them. Yeah, um, they, they talked a lot about inside jokes. Yeah, um, that we weren't a part of. Uh, it was really weird to hear Rose McIver's Australian accent throughout the whole thing. Yeah. 
But like a, a cool thing is that we learned is that iZombie is ending on its own terms, which is also great. We've all we've talked about that through text. Like it's always good to see a show end on their own terms so you can get the final pro- property or project or product, final product. Thank you. And, um, and that that's good that this one ends that way because it's a show that is has warranted its own terms of ending. And that's what they were saying with Rob Thomas is like, you know, he, he had a certain – um, story that he wanted to tell and he's able to f- uh, finish it in, in completion rather than, than just kind of like, hey, we're ending it. Uh, end it now. All right. Well, that was a, a hard three for me as far as the panel. Yeah, I would say three, three and a half. It was it was good. Yeah. And we're, I don't know where I came up with these panel ratings. Like I'm not a panel <laughs> reviewer. Like yeah. I just wanted to talk about the panels, but our mini episode has turned into a full episode. Would you believe that? Yeah. We talked about how much we love talking, but uh, I can't wait for this Comic-Con. Uh, I urge everybody that is in the East Coast or taking a trip to Philly or wanting to take a trip to Philly or New Jersey uh, to go to this Comic-Con. It's called the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con. Information about next year is on PhiladelphiaComicCon.com. We are not affiliated with no. the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con. We are just two fans of this Comic-Con who enjoyed the hell out of our time, and we wanted to share it with you. Um, so let us know what your favorite Comic-Con is. Uh, so we can go out and see it. And you let us know on all the social medias. Just search the Active Geek Podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We're all there. Uh, support the Active Geek Network. That's Galaxy Wars Podcast. Just reviewed a Star Wars Celebration and Great Philadelphia Comic Con review. The Binks and the Beards Podcast, which just did a Great Philadelphia Comic Con review. Uh, Box Office Flashback Podcast, which just put out uh, the Roommate review. Uh, if, you, if you have six minutes... You can listen to it and find out that Chuck did not like that movie. And then it's just is going to be releasing um, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. Uh, the same day that we review uh, release our Mortal Kombat fan cast episode, uh, you can follow the Box Office Movie Flashback Podcast on what? Box Office Flashback Podcast on Instagram and Box Office Flashback 1 on Twitter. We've ma- mentioned her name several times, but you can follow Alana, a.k.a. AG Cosplay, on Instagram at... AG Cosplay. You can follow Chuck at... Chuck underscore the Active Geek. You can follow me at all the before-mentioned Active Geek uh, Productions handles. And then support our website, which is activegeekproduction.com. Uh, read our blog, read our blog posts, and uh, let us know. Just let us know which what cons you want us to go to. Uh, what's your favorite time at the con? And buy your tickets for Philadelphia Comic Con next year, uh, because we want to see it. We want to see you there. And uh, Wizard World, if you're listening, we're coming. Uh, yep. So be ready because you're going to get an episode two. Uh, so for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.